James Arthur Ray, a telemarketer, self-help businessman, and motivational speaker, began a New Age Spiritual Warrior retreat in the early 2000s. In October 2009, James Shore and Kirby Brown died as a result of being in a non-traditional sweat lodge exercise for several hours personally conducted by Ray. Eighteen others were hospitalized after suffering burns, dehydration, breathing problems, kidney failure, or elevated body temperature. Liz Newman, another attendee, died later in October after being comatose for a week. Ray is not an elder of a Native American tribe. Ray does not belong to any tribe. Each one of the participants paid $10,000 for the sweat lodge. We often look at cultural appropriation in the context of fashion, art, and spirituality, where the consequences are not serious or life-threatening. This example of cultural appropriation caused a total of four deaths, 20 hospitalizations. At what point does it go from appreciating to appropriating? Without further ado, let's unpack cultural appropriation. first article we're going to look at is from December 14th, 2020. Headline says, What is going on? Kardashian kids do the haka on Scott Disick's Instagram. Tagline says, Why did I just wake up to the Kardashian kids doing the haka? <laughs> you know what? I think that's probably what everybody was feeling when they woke up and saw this video. Fear so I get question, it. Fear I get question, it. I get it. <laughs> I don't know who Scott Disick is. He's associated with the Kardashian family. Okay. I thought he was going to be some sort of like, I don't know opinion article writers no, no 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 i think he's actually i'm not even going to say what i think because you know i don't know enough we should have done some research we about this. Done i research apologize to everyone who's like how don't you know who scott is like i think he's married to one of the kardashians if y'all know let us know yeah dm us comment that's on this embarrassing bro we research everything and with this we're just like eh, i don't know <laughs> scott who ah it is what it is but i mean the the point of this article was actually what the the five kardashian kids doing the haka on tiktok yeah um and we usually do look at comments on all of these articles it is very safe to say that we spent days at this and all of these comments are positive yeah it's real strange yeah like normally with every single article that's posted there's someone being negative someone checking out a random conspiracy theory yeah. someone being like ayo shout out moms no these were all really positive which really positive in theory is nice to see now, maybe come the end of the episode, y'all might think differently, but mm. that's how we started. That's how we started. It could be also because they're kids. Uh, a lot of the comments were like, oh, they're super cute. And the thing is, like, you don't want to, the kids themselves don't really know what they're doing. That is true. So, like, I'm not going to hate on them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Yeah. You, you can maybe call out the Kardashian, like, family, the parents, oh, you should have you known better. But the kids, they don't really know what they're doing. Next article we're going to look at is from The Guardian. Headline says, Cultural appropriation of Maori traditions is an exercise in entitlement and privilege. The author is Tina Nata. This uh, is from The Guardian. This is also the first time on Unpack that we are going to look at comments that are not on Facebook. Wow. We're breaking barriers here. We are. Hey, just for you though, just for this little special. 
First comment comes from Kiwi99. They say, I don't understand why it's a sign of entitlement and privilege. It's not explained how the cruise people were either of these. People being stupid are just people being stupid. And it does not infer that they are entitled or privileged. I mean, hmm. you can be both. You can be both. It is possible. People Ki- can be more than one thing at a time. Kiwi ninety nine. Do you know it's it? It's not mutually exclusive. Like we can we can do both. Like I hope you know that. Now I do want to say like a little bit of a shout out because they are saying it hasn't been explained in the article. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just looking to understand. You've said this. Now tell me why I'm looking to understand. Mm, mm. Maybe that's through positive glasses. I don't know. I don't know. To also give you all context on uh, the article itself, um, I'll read uh, just a line from it. Earlier this week, Princess Cruise, a brand of the Carnival Corporation, was brought into the public spotlight when their crew were photographed in cheap, appropriative costumes, pantomiming a Maori ceremony for their passengers, and collectively, Maoridom took a heavy sigh. The Maori ceremony that they were pantomiming would be a porphyry. For those who know what a porphyry is, it's the welcoming of anybody onto um, your land. And look, I think there is this whole thing that Kiwi99 is trying to bring up of like, there's free expression. You know, people can kind of like, like they don't really understand why it's entitlement and privilege. (sighs) But at the same time, like when you say people just being stupid, people just being stupid, it's like that doesn't make it not wrong. It also just like removes the accountability from them. The implying that like, oh, they were just stupid, they didn't know, versus the kind of malicious intent, which may also be the case in differing situations, right? Absolutely. And that's the reason why we do this comment, right? Even if you don't know, you're going to know now. Yeah, exactly. And ultimately, within this free expression that they're speaking of, I mean, they're expressing this without the cultural trauma that might be associated with different things. I mean, taking a look at another example, if you're looking at different hairstyles, right? Like, we at different times in our life would have been bullied, ridiculed, harassed at school just because of our hair. So, um, and neither of us have like dreadlocks at the moment, but then somebody getting dreadlocks for like a party, Mm. just going through that and not having to understand the trauma and go through that. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. That's where it's not just free expression. Like you've got to understand the, the, the social responsibilities at play with everything that you do, especially when it comes to different things related to certain cultures and different practices. Next comment is from Quickwit. They say, Is this the first time that this cruise ship arriving in New Zealand used the crew as a local welcome? Or did the pre-booked local group cancel and the hapless staff, most of whom hail from the Southeast and Central Asia, on the ship decide to throw something together to appease the guest. I think if this was a regular occurrence, it would have made the media from the passengers or local tour operators earlier. Maybe we could logically and calmly examine the facts before we start expanding hashtag cancel culture to the cruise industry. I hate that. I just hate the tone. Like, I just hate the tone of that last sentence in particular. Mm. Just being like, hey guys, new idea here. Let's just logically calm down and go over the facts before hashtag cancel culture. It's like, come on, this cruise company, they're going to make year-end high profits. I don't even know what it's called. They weren't cancelled. They were in the news for like a hot second before something else spicy happened. They do not care. They don't care. So stop with this. On the tone, though, you are are right. And I think we're going to see this more often as well that we go on uh, comments where people have usernames. 
They don't have their real names at all. They seem to just be more free to just say whatever they want. Without a doubt. But I mean, it's saying that we see some wild comments every single day from people who have their name, their literal address, their everything on their public face or profile. And that's kind of wild. So Absolutely. Quickwood starts off the comment as well with two questions that I figure they don't want answered in, <laughs> in the slightest. Um, but looking at the fact of like, oh, is this the first time the cruise ship came into New Zealand? Or did they already book a group to do this poverty and then... That, that canceled or whatever. And I'm like, you are making so many assumptions in these questions that you're awesome. Yeah. Like, the, like, it doesn't make sense bringing that to the table when when you say at the end of the comment, we don't know the facts. Yeah. It's like, well, shut up then. <laughs> well, how? why are you asking questions? What's going on? And even if they did book a local group and say they canceled or whatever, just don't have it. Just, like, apologize. That's hey, so cool. if you want, like, a slight refund, we can give it to you, but we're just not going to get our staff who don't know what they're doing to do it. Exactly. Like, it's not as though there was only one option available to them. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. No, that group is booked today. Nah, sorry. Like, that's just no. That's not it. That, that's not it. I know that that's not true. Next comment comes from the J-Man God. They say, this is all a bit of a mountain out of a molehill. Today I sat through an end-of-year meeting and the white female speaker insisted on placing difficult today terms all throughout her speech. Now... Like most Kiwis, I know a smattering amount of Toreo, and that's great. But I couldn't understand large amounts of what she was saying. Next, the brown boys got and spoke every word in English. They just didn't feel the need to act like a white knight. New Zealand has turned into a woke nightmare. Probably this is why the government and Ardern's personal polling numbers are now in free fall. You're right about these large comments that just have so many things going on. This is a lot. This is a lot. I think we can break this down, though. I, I think we, got I think what we it can. Takes. So, like, I mean, the first bit, right? Shout out to the female speaker, mm-hmm. whoever this is, for incorporating today into their speech. Yes. Now, the commenter says in placing difficult, which maybe implies they might have got some pronunciations wrong, which, like, isn't great. And they can work on that by maybe speaking to somebody else who's in the know. But just wanted to give them their flowers of just like, yeah, incorporate it into your speech, into your language. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The next part of the comment where the J-Man God says that, like most Kiwis, I know a smattering amount of Tadeo and that's great. No. Nope. It's not. I don't think... I don't think you know a smattering amount and then you're going to then come and comment this. This? Like, I don't... Yeah, I, I, I don't like that. That doesn't add up at all. And even though you couldn't understand large amounts of what she was saying, the fact that you're saying this now is like, you probably could have extended a hand to try. Yeah, it's because if they put in some terms, I imagine the bulk of their speech was probably in English. And I think you're able to deduce what somebody's saying from a whole bunch of other factors aside from just specifically the individual words that they're saying. Yeah, no, without a doubt. However, the next part of this comment is really what... Is terrible. Yeah, I don't like that. Next, the brown boys got and spoke every word in English. They just didn't feel the need to act like a white knight. First of all, it's this thing that we see over and over again of people from another culture using brown boys or black people or black friends as a way of justifying their argument. I just think if you've got to say that, you just, you're going down the wrong path. Also, I don't think you asked them if they f- f- didn't feel the need to act like a white. I don't think that that's what they said. And In fact, I feel as if you just stood there as a bystander <laughs> and watched this. And maybe, just maybe, it's because people were beaten in schools for speaking Tadeo that perhaps they may not feel comfortable in speaking it 
and school. Absolutely. But there's a whole bunch of reasons as to why people may and may not use some of their native language. Without a doubt. Also, they might not have even been Māori. Deadass. Like, it could have been us, Daddy. <laughs> it could have been us. <laughs> but the final part of this comment, probably this is why the government and our Durham's personal polling numbers are now in free fall. Damn, that's crazy. So that's this wild. was this so is 2019 December. That's tough. That's tough, my that's G. That's tough because they won the next election outright. In a majority. That's wild, my G. We'll catch up with you in a couple years. Anyways. What up? It's your girl, Steph Rose, your DJ's favorite photographer, photographer's favorite DJ, you know, blessing you with a few words about Unpack Podcast. It's been a tough 2021 for everyone, including creatives like myself, but Unpack, they've got Patreon, which allows you to show some TLC, plus listen to exclusive content that'll never make it to public streaming platforms like this. People care less about global warming in the summertime, especially in Wellington. That's my hot take. I closed my eyes for that hot take. I wanted to be there with you. See, sometimes we normally say the hot take to each other before the episode. That time, Carl's like, no, 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 I just want to hear it and react I live. I want to hear this See, this live. is my thesis. In Wellington, mm-hmm. when it's rained and it's been windy. This. Well, back in year nine, I remember sitting at parent-teacher interviews with Mr. Moore and my mum, and he said that Tabby is definitely experiencing tall poppy syndrome in maths. Now, as I stated, I was in year nine, so I don't really remember the effect that it had on me. The only person who was still in my life who would be able to speak on it is my mum. So, mum, how are you? Oh, I'm well, Tabiso. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So tell me about that conversation that we had at parent-teacher interviews. What do you remember... It's like this and like that. I'm like, this, Anna. <laughs> Believe me, I'm a Patreon. If you'd like to find out more, head to the website, patreon.com slash unpack. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Girl, get this girl a record deal. <laughs> and for all that Unpack podcast news, make sure you're following the Instagram page, Unpack NZ on Instagram. That's all from me. Back to whatever episode y'all were listening to. I bet it was dope. Actually, wait, hold up. Shout out to Wellington Access Radio and NZ On Air for the studio access. It's a dope space. The boys are sounding real crisp, but I don't know if they're as crisp as me. Anyway, yeah, cool. Bye. Next article we're going to look at is from Stuff. Published on May 13th, 2017. Headline says, German Insurer Standing by Hakka Advertisement. The author is Julie Isles and Susan Inmans. First comment we're going to look at is from Sok or S-O-K. They say, tough but peaceful, eh? I think the Moriori would have had something to say about that. If they hadn't been genocided through cannibalism, that is. Hi, bro, this you. I know you've done. I'm sorry. I know you've talked I about this before. So sick I know this. you have. When are we retiring, Teddy? <laughs> when are we retiring? All right, we've said it once. We've, we'll say it again. We probably said this about twelve times on this podcast. <laughs> there are no academic articles, peer-reviewed journals, or statements that confirm that Moriori were eaten by Maori. Moriori were based in the Chatham Islands on the mainland of New Zealand. There is no substantial evidence that there were people here before Maori. Not only that, but bringing up Moriori is like a classic move to avoid accountability <laughs> for what like what for what Pakia have done and are doing to Maori. Like the whole the, if they hadn't been genocided through cannibalism, what do you know? 
What do you know? That you're, getting, <laughs> you're getting this from absolutely nothing. And th- the fact that you bring up this argument now to justify what exactly? Cultural appropriation? That's low, bro. Exactly. And for those of us at home, say it with us. What about ism? That's right. That's absolutely right. Next comment is from Illiterati. They say, the only way to prevent other people from engaging in anything Maori is to lock the culture away and only bring it out in closely monitored cultural sessions where Ugh. recording equipment is banned. Stop. You'll have to stop performing the haka at every sports event where Kiwis are playing. And the use of toreo should be restricted to homes. What people cannot see, they cannot appreciate. And what they cannot appreciate, they cannot emulate. Just a quick shout out. That last sentence kind of poetic. Like, I don't agree with it at all. Yeah, but no, it was kind of yeah. poetic. Like, yeah, yeah. they're kind of crazy with the pen a little bit. Also got the, the commas in the right places. I like it. Also, what I do like is the username. The username is lit. Like, so literati is a word for someone who loves to read and comment on literature. Um, and, like, it's like a variant form of Scrabble. And then they put illiterate at the start of it. So, like, a literati, it's kind of like a juxtaposition. It is kind of nice, right? Ooh. This comment, nice. this comment is whack, though. Yeah, no, no, no. This comment I'm, ain't even, I'm like that. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like, all of this comment is essentially trying to silence an entire culture. Yeah. They miss the point of implementing and appreciating the culture without even, like, appropriating it. Like, just, it's, it's just so whack because they're coming out and saying it blatantly. Yeah. Like, they want to have the culture in, like, closely monitored situations, no rec- like no recording equipment. They essentially want the language to die. Mm. And from what we can see as well, Alliterati isn't using their real name. This is off of the stuff comments on stuff.co.nz. And we got to find this comment four years later. <laughs> I always know, like, you know how people have been hitting us up, like, oh, yo, what are you going to do now that comments are turned off or people are policing comments or whatever? Don't worry about this it. This article is from 2017, and this is still that you can go to it right now. Don't worry about it. Also, they're turning comments off after a short period of time. They still be lending some whack stuff. You been on the internet the last few days? NZ Hilton in the comments off? You can still see some stuff. You can still see Don't worry it, about yeah. us. Hey, thank you for the TLC. Thank you for caring. Appreciate it. We good. Next comment is from Reasoned Response. They say, Legal copyright is one thing, but misappropriation strikes me as a form of censorship. When they mention compensation, it does give us some perspective as to where they are coming from. This is not a reasoned response at all. <laughs> It's like, so I know a few people in the legal field and lawyers. They aren't commenting on stuff on Facebook. Absolutely not. They know way better. (laughs) So when someone comes through like, hey, yo, this is the legal perspective. I don't know about that one. Yeah. I don't know about it. I don't know if you know what the legal perspective would be, seeing as you're commenting on a stuff article with another username. Yeah, exactly. In the comment... They're kind of like misappropriation. Look, okay, first of all, misappropriation has nothing to do with censorship. Let's get that out of the way. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it's it's a little familiar to this thing of, excuse my hate speech, but I have free speech argument. Stop. It's like, yo, you, like, you no, first of all, you don't even need to say that. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Now, the second part of their comment, even though we don't really agree with it, brings up an interesting point about compensation. Yeah. And I guess the value of a culture, because the difference between appreciating a culture and appropriating a culture is actually recognizing its value. Yeah. And I mean, you can look at things like, say, if there's a museum with specific with specific culturally significant items, like you may pay some money to enter 
the museum and in one way, shape or form, that is giving a value to that cultural item. Now, this is also implying that those items are there fairly, not like a lot of the African art that's in all those English museums and that, and also like indigenous Māori taonga that's also overseas as well, unfairly and unrightly and unjustly. But we do in some aspects actually put some form of a dollar figure mm. onto culture items, which is a tough, grimy messy kind of world because how can you how can you evaluate that right how can we evaluate it let's check the next article next article from stuff published on february 20th 2019 headline says cultural appropriation a minefield for image conscious and risk averse companies author is carl dufresne the photo that you cannot see is the kapiti cheese called tutere moana chitter and the cheese was inspired by Kapiti Island Summit. Uh, it's sharp and zesty with a firm, crumbly body. And it says standing strong over time. Ooh. Mm, all right. First comment we're going to look at is from John. John says, On the one hand, we have the insistence that geographical locations have Maori names. And on the other, that we can't use the names of those geographical locations. No one said that. Nobody said that at all, John. No one has said you can't use that name. I read the whole article. Nobody... Like nobody has ever said you can't call Auckland Tamaki Makoto. No one has said that. Where, where did you get this from? Like, also, the author of the article, Carl, exhausted every adjacent argument possible. And even if we wanted to call Tamaki Makoto Auckland, we know that both of them are their names, mm. right? Like, we acknowledge that, yes, it has a Maori name, it has an English name. We also got to acknowledge that there was a Maori name before there was an English name. Absolutely. And the problem with this argument, John, is that John doesn't get it at all. John's kind of implying that there's one or the other, that there's either the minimum or the maximum. There's yeah. no middle ground of a name that you can use in this sense. For example, I'm seeing a lot more in media people are saying, Aotearoa New Zealand. So they're saying both. And that is maybe the middle ground, like... Life isn't as linear, black and white, as John kind of perceives it to be. It's just like a weak argument. And as we said, no one's ever said that. Nobody's ever. Where did you get that from, John? Next comment is from Wamp. Wamp says, it's a very nice cheese. And you would have to say if it's been around for 10 years before this issue of the name has arisen, it's really a case of someone late out of the blocks jumping on the bandwagon to publicize their cause. I don't like to say that some things people say, like, doesn't matter. But like, I just don't like to say that. What? But I'm sorry. The taste of the cheese just doesn't, like, it just doesn't, I don't care that it's nice. Yeah. It, like, like, that's just not important in this sense. That's not even, like, it's not, we're not reading a food review. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, this isn't a, mm, they need to change the name because the cheese is actually trash. I'm sure it's delicious. What was it, like, aged in X amount a of years? Probably like, body, I don't oof, know. Damn, that does sound nice. We should cop some after recording. But, you know, like, I'm just, it's just, it's just no. Like, no. It doesn't, yeah, th that's not, that's not the situation at hand right here, Wamp. The situation is what it's named and the cultural appropriation that is, quote-unquote, the minefield for image-conscious businesses. Regardless if it had been out for 10 years um, or if it just came out yesterday, yeah, the issue of the name has arisen not because people are jumping on the bag when or whatever. Like, it's it's more about 
the appropriation versus the appreciation. Mm. And we need to recognize that, Wamp. It's not about a bandwagon at all. And it's also that at the time when it was being named, there might not have been the people in the room who would have been like, yeah, I'll know about that on Boss Man. So just because 10 years later, people are realizing, oh, that's kind of yikes, does not mean that people are jumping on a bandwagon. As we learn and grow and mature, we develop our understanding of what is kind of okay and what's not okay and the gnarly gray area in between. So just because it's 10 years after the creation of this very nice cheese mm. doesn't mean that we're jumping on a bandwagon. And even if we are jumping on a bandwagon because we realize something is wrong, I don't see a, the, I don't see a problem. That sounds like progression. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sounds like we're going for. Also, on behalf of our writers, because Tabby and I are not Tonga Tafinua, fighting for your mana and the mana of your iwi, calling it jumping on the bandwagon to publicize their cause. Yo, some of our writers want to smack them. <laughs> yo, come on, that's whack. Next comment is from Hydra. Hydra says, "Does this mean that if you name your child after a well-respected figure or god, and your child eats something with the same name on it?" As the child has does that then mean the child is eating itself as well as the namesake. What? That's not even the end of the comment. We gotta yeah. stop right oh, there. Oh my grandpa. No, you, you can take yeah. But there's there's no con- Okay, forget it. Or perhaps sometimes people can be so literal it makes them look extremely pathetic. Ah, okay. Cultural sensitivity aside, it is still just cheese with a Maori name on it. Yeah, I was confused with the first sentence, and then confused. they were just like the the extremely pathetic piles. Oh, okay, never mind. I, I, I see you. I, I understand you. you were trying to build up. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work at all. But uh, um, that that whole metaphor that they're trying to use with the child being called a god and then eating something and then eating your namesake. namesake is that terrible or whatever. Um, I want to just put that out there that nobody was talking that Tutere Moana Cheddar was going to be anybody's namesake uh, in the slightest, um, nor does it have anything to do with your child being named it. Yeah. Um, Hydra kind of bringing that in. You know when people bring in something in an argument that just kind of confuses the point so they kind of <laughs> claim that they've won? Yeah. It's not working here, my G. Yeah. Um, also, they're completely ignoring the cultural significance to the particular tipuna. And this particular case, and using examples from other contexts that don't at all like directly apply, is actually dangerous in the comment section. Yeah. Because now you're not only muddying the waters, but you're trying to say, look, there's this isn't even that big. There is a bigger play at hand. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're still talking about a particular tipo now. We're still talking about cultural appropriation. And also, what do you mean cultural sensitivity aside? Yeah. Like, what do, you, what do you mean? It's like saying, hey, yo, I call you the N-word. I mean, racism aside, yeah. it's just like a great, like, no. It's just a name. It's just a name. It's just a it's word. Just, does it matter? Does it matter? Like, no, stop. You uh, can't just remove literally every single aspect of the point that we're making and just be like, hey, it's just cheese. Next comment comes from Rev Kiwi 17 Sorry, I don't agree with this opinion at all. Bam. It reeks of white privilege. Some things that need to have some perspective. Yes, sir. Irish culture is a white culture. White people have a different thought process regarding culture and example being land ownership where it is individualist. Indigenous culture has ownership owned by the entire tribe. It was this lack of understanding that led to the land wars. We white people have been taught from a winner's perspective and think that we have the right to impose our structures on our Maori brethren. Whereas... 
we have been learning to ask if what we do is appropriate, and it would appear from the author he doesn't like asking. I know I'm going to get flack for my thoughts. You know, we left it late in the episode, but it's time for the applause. You might get flagged for your thoughts in the comments, but you get an applause from Unpack. Absolutely. Rev Kiwi 17 really out here. A little bit also like, you know, not scheduled programming out here. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, is that a is that someone that understands? Got him. Ooh. The the entire thing of Irish culture is a white culture, and also not saying that white culture is an actual culture. Facts, Rev Kiwi. Irish culture is a culture in itself, Scottish culture is a culture in itself, you have German culture and a culture in itself, absolutely, you know, you're absolutely right on that. And also, the acknowledgement in this comment? Yeah. The educational aspect, that's, that's bars. Absolutely. And also breaking down the whole land ownership in a European context, individualist, indigenous culture, it is collective that is that's, that's just that's yeah. per, that's exactly what went wrong with Tsutsutsu that's exactly what's gone wrong for the past few hundred years in New Zealand yeah no the education in this comment is is fantastic yo let's give him another applause honestly if you hey, if you're ever looking for a job I've heard of this podcast called Unpack that you like I don't know you yeah. might be interested in you know jumping aboard well, like you know, why does room door open come on now next comment is from Anon Anon says Please remind Maori that they shouldn't use English names and language in their businesses as it's cultural appropriation. Works both ways. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it actually just doesn't. It just doesn't it at all. really doesn't. We, we'll, we'll explain why it doesn't. First of all, Maori's use of English was literally to survive in a land that Europeans colonized. Yeah. They could not and were beaten for speaking their mother tongue. We weren't allowed to speak at school. No. Like, and it was, they, they needed to speak English just to, to get by to get by to survive exactly so saying that they shouldn't use English names now a little bit whack it just does not work both ways you can't move the goalposts like that nope you, you you cannot second of all second of all what really gets me about this on this entire article we are talking about carpety cheese and whether or not they need to use a Maori word to profit the dairy industry is booming, Tabby. <laughs> booming. Booming. Copy make ice cream now. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's it's not even about, please remind Maori that they shouldn't use English names and language. It's literally just about the same thing that we've been sitting here talking about for hours and every single comment cannot understand other than one, it's cultural appropriation. And it's also ironic, and I think the irony is definitely lost on and on here, where in Kapiti itself, just within Wellington, the macrons have actually been painted out from on top of the A by locals. That's so... People are so against the proper pronunciation of the word or just actually understanding that this is their actual place name that they've painted out the macron on top of the A not once, not twice, not three times, but four times in one year. You're literally silencing a culture. I don't understand how that is progressive i don't understand how you could even justify that i don't understand how these people go to sleep at night like people think that colonization is over it's just like what it's just taking smaller like waves what do you, what do you what do you mean people every day are, are doing things like that like the the prison population like it's just across the board the health outcomes absolutely the everything and and as a podcast here as well, where we try to incorporate as much Taleo as we can in episodes, in introductions, in our Instagram and social media presence, 
there's the other side that are crossing out macrons on signs. For what? Is it for money? Is it for the value of the Maori words? Are we actually putting value towards it now, or has it always been valuable? And I think, as we said prior, the idea of value and culture is one which is very difficult to understand. And when it comes to cultural appropriation, it's not one or the other. There's no black and white, this is cultural appropriation, this is appreciation. It's a murky area where our understanding needs to improve a lot. Normally the episodes are relatively scripted, but for the end of this one, we wanted to have a conversation about Lord. Now, earlier on in the year, Lord released an album, and then Lord released the deluxe version in Tadeo. And this was probably one of the most talked about moments of our year, especially on Twitter. There were so many think pieces, opinions left, right and centre, a lot of them from Tangata Whenua, and a lot of them not. And to preface us talking about this, I just shut the laptop off. This is obviously just going to be a conversation with Tabby and I. Yeah. We are not Tangata Whenua. Nope. And in no way do we attempt to speak on behalf of them. Nope. Um, and our opinions are definitely our own. Um, but we just want to recognize the fact that if you are coming here now and listening to this for a take and what you may see is factual and factual of this Lord situation, we want you to know that go speak to somebody of the culture. Yeah. However, Unpack has done now a whole episode on cultural appropriation. And you're right. I feel like looking back at that Lord situation and now makes me feel a little bit weird. Mm. Because where was the value before? Yeah. Where was the value before she released you know, the the trail version, because I'd never, and look, I don't know enough about Lord. It's not an artist that I listen to a lot. I do remember listening to her first album when I was like younger, but like never any inclusion of Tereo Maori. Yeah. Never any artistry that I saw on Tereo Maori or, or Maori Tikanga. And it's tough, right? Because you, we do acknowledge that everybody goes on their own journey when it comes to understanding that, oh, learning today was important. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. But then, of course, people's perceptions around releasing an album for monetary gain, although although knowing that Lord did actually donate some of the proceeds, it still left people unsure about how they felt, and justifiably so. I think that's totally justifiable, because like, as long as we're having that conversation and asking that question of like, okay, was this the correct way to do this? As well as, yes, you did donate, but like, where was, like, you know, what was the what was the process of making this album? Was it purely for, this is going to sell? Yeah. This is going to be fantastic. Same thing with the Kapiti Cheese. Yeah. Oh, you know, this one's going to sell. Yeah. Or did you actually want to pay homage to your homeland of New Zealand? Absolutely. And actually do a Tereo Māori rendition of your album, in which, once again, I sit here, honestly, I haven't listened to it, mm. but the talks on it the discussion around it as you said on twitter everything's booming i've read all that and i can totally understand people's heard about it absolutely like everybody's especially tangata with their opinion is valid in any sense of the word and i think for a language to be popularized music is a good way to do it and i mean obviously lord is definitely not the only artist who's singing in today or is the only artist that you should listen to who is singing in today and i know for a lot of people listening to this got people to think oh i should actually look further than maybe just the english music that i listen to which i think ultimately was absolutely a great thing but then of course on the other side 
Lord is somebody who, from my understanding, isn't Tangata Whenua, so doesn't have a lot of the uneasy feelings about learning the language and has the the privilege and the financial fortitude to be able to seek out people who can help her with the language, which can't be said for a lot of people who, in some cases, don't have that ability to do that. Mm. No, absolutely right. And I think the point that we're both trying to make as well, that, yeah, music is definitely a vehicle towards that better understanding and that better yeah. knowledge. In the same way that we sit here hours on hours writing and, and doing podcasts to to speak to you, the the audience, about whether this issue actually not only affects you or not, but whether you actually feel the need to learn more about this. Yeah. And I think from this Lord situation and obviously all of the articles that we looked at today, I'm going to go home and learn more. Absolutely. Because it seems as if, as you said, people seem as if there's no middle ground. There's no such thing between the minimum and maximum, and which we know that nuance is definitely available and it definitely exists. I think we want to put our best foot forward to be on the bandwagon or not or be on the bus to progression. I don't care what they call it, but to actually uplift the voices of the Tangata Whenua and also understand that Maori culture is valuable and making sure that we are appreciating it before we even have the conversation of appropriating it. Fucking floor, somebody.